It's the Pete McMurray Show. Here's Pete and Lisa. Love the name of this book and can't wait to dive into it. She's a Badass, Women in Rock, Shaping Feminism, Candid Conversations about Feminism with 20 Inspiring Female Artists. Let's welcome in the author. It is Catherine Yeske-Taylor. Catherine, thanks so much. Love this book. I love Women in Rock because I feel like they've always had an uphill climb with the crazy men in rock and roll. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, I felt that this book was really important to write because as I interviewed women um, in my music journalism career, these stories kept popping up of, you know, things that women had to contend with as they started off their careers and sometimes even once they were well into their careers. So I thought it was an important story to tell. Give us your background. You, you're you a music critic or you used to be a music critic. Is that right? Um, I started off as a music journalist, actually, as a teenager when I was still in high school in Atlanta. And um, then I just kept it up since then. And I've written, I don't know, thousands of articles at this point for outlets around the country. Why do you think that the word feminism still has such a negative connotation to it, when in my mind, it just means women getting to choose what they want to do with their lives, whether that is staying home and raising a family or going out and being a rock star. The fact that we still need a book that focuses on this just kind of shows that the word is really misunderstood. Yeah. And what was really interesting to me is that when I started interviewing people for this book, there was a subset of women who really have a problem with that label and said, don't apply it to me, which was surprising because they had agreed to do a book on feminism. And it... (laughs) You know, it turned out that they weren't opposed to feminism as a concept. You know, they wanted women's equality and all the things that come with that. Um, But they had a real problem with that label. And as far as I could tell after talking to them, the negative connotation comes from the fact that they disagreed with the way that the women's movements had progressed. They thought they were too strident or they thought they took it too far. They just had a problem with Uh, the way that word had come to um, signify zealousness. And so it was really interesting that everyone in this book wanted to have women have equal rights, but they just have very, very different opinions about how to go about it. It almost sounds like when you apply the word strident and overzealous, there are more generally masculine traits in our head. And I think sometimes people think that feminism means we want to turn women into men and not we want women to have the same opportunities as men. Is that kind of the feeling you got from the women you were speaking to? A little bit, yeah. Um, Some of the women I talked to in this book had been criticized for being too masculine um, in their approach, both with their music and with their attitudes, such as L7, um, (laughs) such as Indigo Girls, such as Bikini Kill. The opinion from everyone pretty much in agreement on that point was that they they thought that people should be allowed to express themselves, whether it came across as masculine or feminine, um, that really there shouldn't be a dichotomy anymore these days, especially now when there's such a discussion around gender identity. Let's talk about the women that you talked to for this book. The book is called She's a Badass. I love Ann Wilson. I think she has one of the best voices in rock, male, female. I've seen her live. I've seen Hart live many times. I mean, when they do Led Zeppelin, oh my gosh, it's off the charts. But what an eclectic group of women. How did you choose these women to appear in the book? 
Well, um, most of them, I'd say about two thirds of them I had interviewed previously. And so I thought to approach them first because it seemed most likely they'd agree to do it. Um, I could Smart. say, hey, here's the article I wrote about you. Remember? <laughs> and and, um, and that worked really well. And then once I had them sign on, other women who I hadn't interviewed before were willing to do it. It was kind of a snowball effect. I'm sure that when you went into this and you're creating your list of questions, you had an idea of maybe what some of the answers or the, the through line of the book would be. Once you started talking to people, how did that idea change and did it turn into something different that you were never expecting? Well, your earlier point um, actually <laughs> fits in with this because I thought that anyone who signed on to do a book that had the subtitle Women in Rock Shaping <laughs> Feminism would have no problem being called a feminist. And very quickly, I realized there was about a quarter of them who were very opposed to that. Um, don't label me. Don't apply that label to me. Yeah. Um, and so it was really uh, a little bit of a panic moment when I started going, oh, no, like this is the book that I have sold to my publisher and how is this going to fit into that thesis? But right. actually, when I really thought about it, it did. Um, and I think it made it a much stronger book to show that there really is a wide spectrum of feminism out there, because whether women want that label applied to them or not, they are still working toward that same goal in terms of wanting female equality. It's just that the approach is different and maybe the name they have for it is different. So that really yeah. kind of surprised me. Um, but in the end, I think it made the book much stronger. I've seen interviews with Dolly Parton where they asked her if she's a feminist. And in my mind, she is such a feminist. And even she says no. She really plays it off. And that's why I thought that you must have also encountered that with these other musicians. Yes. And um, I'm wondering if maybe readers might, there might be a certain uh, number of readers who really appreciate that someone is vocalizing this, because I wonder if there are a lot of women out there who think, <laughs> well, you know, I want equal pay for equal work, but I don't want that label applied to me yeah. either. Right. A hundred percent. The book is called She's a Badass. We're talking with author Catherine Yeski Taylor. I want to get back to uh, Hart for a second. Did you ask Anne <laughs> what it's like working with her sister? Can you imagine working with a sibling for 40 years? I no. mean, how have they no. stayed together? And they seem to me when I see them live that they love each other. Yeah, she said it was a real relief to have her sister in her band because at that time there weren't really very many women in rock. And so it was kind of a us against right. the world kind of mentality, um, safety in numbers thing, which um, was a theme that came up quite often with this book. The women who were in groups um, talked about that a lot, about how that made them feel more secure and um but yeah, in Anne's case, um, she definitely had just glowing things to say about her sister. Um, I think like any sibling relationship, there's been ups and downs, but there does seem to be a great amount of love and respect there. Do these female rock stars party half as hard as their male counterparts? Uh, some of them at least half as hard and sometimes just as much or more, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, there's a really wide spectrum, as you mentioned in this book of, of artists, you know, ranging from hard rock through folk rock. My definition of rock was pretty broad for this book. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't want to have it be so broad as to be meaningless. You know, I didn't want to bring in stuff that clearly wasn't rock, but I tried to bring in different 
um, aspects of it so that it would be really a, a good representation of the genre. Catherine, I saw the uh, Go-Go's documentary on Showtime and, you know, they love each other. They hate each other. They love each other. But the person that stood out for me besides Belinda, who's been on our show and we love, but Gina Shock, who is the drummer of the Go-Go's, there is no filter there. She just seems so comfortable within herself. You tell us you interviewed her. She's in the book. Yeah, and she's been one of the greatest supporters of this book. She's posted about it on social media and has really championed it. Um, I really appreciate that. Um, she's been uh, really wonderful that way. Um, yes, I, I really appreciated the interviewees like her that were very um, filters off. And I, I must say <laughs> that um, I got the sense that everybody that I interviewed for this book came to it ready to do that. Um, nobody came to it super guarded, which... Uh, I'm sure you encounter as interviewers also. Sometimes you have people that yeah. <laughs> you get the sense they're sitting there with arms folded and are going to give you the bare minimum. Um, and I really felt like women um, took this theme to heart and came to it ready to um, spill their guts and really give me the unvarnished truth about what it's been like to be a woman in, in the music business. Tell us about Amy Ray from the Indigo Girls. I love their music. I don't know anything about the Indigo Girls. Uh, well, Amy Ray and Emily Sellers of the Indigo Girls, um, they were among the first bands to be openly gay uh, in, in the music business and were a lightning rod because of that. And so she talks about that a lot in her chapter about what that was like. It, it really adds a, an extra layer of difficulty um, to their career besides being female. And um, so that was a really interesting chapter. And also for me, it was a really moving one because Indigo Girls uh, were one of the first major acts to allow me to interview them when I was a kid. So it was it was kind of a full circle moment for me to, to be able to talk <laughs> to her for this again. It's so interesting that music is such a universal thing. People have been doing it since humans have existed. And yet we still want to categorize it and say, well, you're a woman, so I can't connect with it, or you're gay and I can't connect with it. I feel like if people didn't know who the artist was, wouldn't they still connect with the actual songs? Like, why do we care who is creating it? Yeah, I agree with that. But I do think some progress has been made. I mean, I remember when I was first starting out, there were women's music sections in in records. Oh, my oh, yeah. God. 100%. No, <laughs> really? And it would yep. just kind of At lump them all store, in sure. together, no matter what style of music they played. It could be a hard rock guitar playing woman or a folk singer. It didn't matter. They just put them all in that section. It was usually wow. way toward the back. So some you have Liza Minnelli next to Heart. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Liza, you pull out a Liza Minnelli? <laughs> because who is the most opposite of rock and roll? Liza <laughs> is fabulous in her own right, but she ain't rock and roll. Yeah. See, I will say I'm that every woman in this book did make a point of pointing out men that have helped them too. Like every one of them, without me prompting them, um, also said, I'm not a man hater. Here are men who really helped me um, in significant yeah. ways. So I appreciated that too. The book is called She's a Badass, Women in Rock, Shaping Feminism. It is Catherine Yeski Taylor. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you so much. It's been a real pleasure. More of the Pete McMurray Show next. Unless I seek my source for some definitive, closer I am to find.